Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We're good. Well, hey, we're going to get into the Word together. Um, if you have your Bibles with you, why don't we go to Galatians 5. I do want to just thank Pastor Matt and Jill for the lovely opportunity to bring a message today. They are not here today. They're actually in Miami at Calvary Church. So you guys probably remember Pastor Alex Sagot. He came and, and brought the Miami heat with him when he preached. <laughs> but I'm excited because Pastor Matt's going to be able to bring a little bit of Colonial to Miami today. So let's be praying for them and, and uh, let's be thinking of them. As, as they really minister to the people in Miami. So it's gonna be great. I love that Pastor Matt and Jill, wherever they go, one of the many things I love about them is that they're a tree that provides shade, protection, and nourishment spiritually for people. And I know that's true for my own life. So I know they're gonna continue to do that today. So Galatians 5, are you there? Are you with me? Paul is speaking to a group of believers in Galatia about justification, how to get right and stay right but he's also um, addressing one thing that can kind of get in the way of justification through faith, if that makes sense. So we're gonna read about that today, starting in verse one. It says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Mark my words, I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. Verse five, for through the spirit we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision or uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Some of you guys are going, Chris, I brought a new friend to church. Why are we talking about this particular topic? Um, Just stay with me, okay? I promise we're going somewhere. God is going to be glorified through the message, okay? We're going to get there. I'm glad I got your attention, okay? Well, hey, if you're looking for a subject title for this message, the title is The Art of Letting Go. The Art of Letting Go. Let's pray together as a family. Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity that it is to to be in your presence, God. Thank you that even in worship, you're able to soften hearts and that we can actually experience freedom when we sit in your presence. But God, I pray even right now as we unpack this message, Lord, that you would speak the loudest and that you'd bless your people today. And as we study it, that we would actually be able to walk out of here and pass on the gospel to other people and bless someone else with what we learn. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people said, amen, amen. amen. Have you ever felt a weight that wasn't necessarily physical? I know that I have. A weight that wasn't necessarily physical. Sometimes it could be a mental thing. And most of the time, it's not visible on the outside, but you feel it on the inside. 
And I, there is, I have to be honest with my church family, there are a few occasions where I feel weight. And there's one experience where I feel weight from time to time, depending on the situation, and it's behind the wheel of a vehicle. So how many of you know that you know, when you have other people in the car, sometimes there's a weight of constructive criticism? <laughs> they don't really like the way you're driving. Sometimes you have a backseat driver, and they'll be sure to tell you, and you can feel that weight immediately. But sometimes you're sitting in the passenger seat, but the passenger seat has a weight as well, the weight of not being in control, right? And then you feel the need to communicate to the driver, hey, I'd like you to drive differently, please. But we all have preferences when it comes to driving, and there's a weight depending on what seat that you're in. And I was... Um, you know, reminded of, of this recently, but let's, you know, let's, let's just use some creative license for a minute. Say that you're, um, for all the couples in the room, you're going to dinner, right? You have a reservation at 6.30. Totally hypothetical, this has not happened to me whatsoever. Um, <laughs> dinner reservation, 6.30, you're running a little behind at the house, you're getting ready, you get out of the house at 6.20, and then you're kind of racing to get to the restaurant, right? Um, very quickly, the conversation can be like this for you guys. So it's like, um, hey, honey, just a reminder, uh, reservation's actually in 10 minutes, so you need to kind of pick up the pace. We need to get in the left lane. I don't know why you're driving so fast, though, because there are other people on the road, so you need to slow down. <laughs> but speed up, because we need to get to the restaurant. Can you hurry up and park? Actually, can you break? I didn't think you were going to break. I mean, that was a red light. I was just making sure. You're gonna, oh, you are breaking. Okay, good. All right, sweet. Well, we need to park now. Um, I don't know why you decided to park so far away, though. I guess you wanted some exercise before we went into the restaurant. So we're going to sweat a little bit. Okay, cool. All right, well, at least we'll look nice for dinner. Um, now, sometimes the conversation can go this way. Depending on what seat you're in, you feel a weight sometimes. Weight of not being in control and the weight of constructive criticism, but it's Depending on where you are, there's a weight, but how many of you know that we actually experience some weights that are a little bit more serious than that in life? And I believe that God is going to bring some freedom today. I really felt like God throughout the week was speaking this word freedom to me. And I think that we experienced that a little bit already in worship today, and I'm believing that's going to continue. But I wanted to actually give a, a little bit of context from the scripture that we just read, Galatians 5. So we see Paul, he's giving a strong warning and message to the believers in Galatia. But in the early church, those who taught a combination of God's grace and human effort were called Judaizers. So the word Judaizer comes from a Greek verb meaning to live according to Jewish customs. Paul's making the point that it is about justification by faith, not by works and faith, not by combining the two, not by works alone, but by faith alone. And he is addressing the religious ritual that could get in the way, make us believe that human effort needs to be intertwined with us earning our faith. But it's by faith alone, justification by faith. To add anything to the work that Christ did for us is to experience uh, salvation, and to experience salvation is to negate God's grace, right? We are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, not by returning to the law. So the finished work on the cross is the only thing that we need, and we have the opportunity to put our faith in him and actually experience freedom and walk in that freedom. It's the art of letting go. 
we can actually walk boldly in freedom because we have Christ. He has set us free, amen? So I wanted to actually give just a couple points. If you're taking notes, love for you to write this down on how to walk in freedom. How to walk in freedom. Are you ready for them this morning? All right, first point is lay it down. That weight that we were just talking about, lay it down. We have permission today to actually lay it down. Galatians 5 verse 1, we're going to go back to it for a moment. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. He's, ad- he's addressing that, rit- that ritual, that, that religious rit- ritual. Don't go back to that yoke. It's an old yoke and it's not for you. Because if you do, you'll be cut off from Christ completely. Don't combine works with faith. The, the word yoke really stood out to me, though, when I was reading this. And I wanted to read the definition of it, and it would have meant something to the people during this time. A yoke is an instrument made from bent wood that was placed around the neck of normally an animal, and it is a mark of slavery. A yoke was a tool used to pull or carry a weight. So this scripture is saying, Christ has set us free, so stand firm in that freedom. Do not go back to a yoke of slavery, which is a reference to the Mosaic law during this passage. He's saying there is not a checklist of works that you need to achieve before you experience salvation and freedom. Is anyone thankful for that this morning, that we can actually operate from a place of freedom? All we have to do is say yes to Jesus. And it's through faith that we receive everything that we need in life. But I think at times, it's still difficult for us to walk boldly in this freedom because we carry different kinds of weight. And it looks different depending on the person. You know, um, one of my favorite things to do um, when I get home, maybe from like a full day of work or, or hanging out with friends, is I immediately go to my room and get some comfortable clothes and put it on. I don't know. Can I get a witness? We just love comfortable food. Uh, not food. <laughs> what? Comfort food's great too, but comfortable clothes is what I'm talking about. And uh, I just love getting, you know, I go all out. And my friends make fun of me because I'll show up at their house and I have like matching pajamas on. I don't even care because I'm way more comfortable than them. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I brought some props, which really is just what I wear when I'm at my house. So um, you got to have a robe, okay? A robe is essential. You know, at the end of the service, we're going to have an Amazon link on the screen if you want to get a robe. If there's one thing that you learn from this, I'm just kidding. Um, But I would encourage you to get a nice robe because, man, I, I might keep this on. It's just so comfortable. Life is too short to be uncomfortable, you know what I mean? You gotta be comfortable, you gotta have some, some sl- slippers. I've never worn two pairs of shoes before, but we're going with it, you know? These are comfortable, and I have boots on, like that's impossible, I don't understand. But, you know, I think that sometimes we carry weight that is much like a rope. We just put it on, and we wear it. And it weighs at us at times. And I think there are different things that can actually weigh on us. And I was just going to name a few, and we, we do tend to carry it much like a robe, and they stick with us, whether we mean to or, or not, it stays with us. I think sometimes we struggle with the weight of fear. 
but I know that we can experience freedom in Christ because of who he is. But sometimes it's fear of just what's gonna happen tomorrow and the next day. Maybe it's anxiety and that drives your fear. Maybe it's the weight of shame. Maybe it's the weight of shame and you feel shameful of maybe a past experience that you went through in life and you're having a hard time dealing with that weight. Maybe it's actually the weight of guilt. But here's a point that we can even go a little further on. Maybe it's false guilt. Big difference. Maybe someone's refused to take responsibility for their own actions and they've pushed it and unloaded it on you and made you believe that you need to feel guilty for it. You don't need to. It's false guilt. Um, Maybe it's the weight of grief. Maybe it's the weight of just being disappointed, of losing a loved one. Um, I do want to encourage you, if you relate to this particular weight today, that he's close to the brokenhearted. He's close to the brokenhearted today. But maybe it's the weight of just sin or addiction. There's no condemnation today in Christ. And I want to encourage you with that. But maybe there's the weight of doubt. I don't know where I'm at here. Oh, there we go. Maybe it's the way to doubt. Maybe you're just doubtful that God's not gonna do it again, that you know, he healed you at one point, but you're questioning if he could do it again. And it becomes a weight that's very real that no one sees on the outside, but you feel it on the inside and you experience it on the inside. And I think sometimes we wear the weight like a robe and we get almost comfortable with the discomfort. And it's, it's not necessarily always our fault, right? And sometimes we just unintentionally carry things. And then we don't know how to put it down. And we need help. And that's why it's so important for us to, to be in godly community and to be in the word and, and to grow and understanding that God actually brings freedom. Because we have every ability today, and we have the freedom to lay down the weight at Jesus' feet and lay it down for good. You have the ability to do that today because there could be many believers in the room today, but you could still be bound by something, but there is an option for you to be entirely free. It's to just lay it down and be done with it. I wanted to read Matthew 11, starting verse 28. It says, come to me all, you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'd love for you to write this down. You can't put on the new yoke that Christ provides if you are still carrying an old one. You can't have two yokes. You either have that old one that's weighing you down that is a real weight, or we can actually lay it down at his feet because he can handle it, amen? And then you can take on a yoke that comes from him that's easy and light. He teaches us how to take a real rest. And I know that I need that in my life. I just sense in my spirit there are people this morning or across all three services that Jesus is going, are you tired? He's asking you that question. Are you weary? Come to me. I'll show you how to take the best kind of rest that you'll ever experience because my yoke is easy. My burden is light. And you're carrying something 
that I never intended for you to carry in the first place. But I'm here and I'm available. I'm ready to take it when you are. I feel like he's saying that to some people and I'm believing in faith that people are gonna be free today. We can stand firm by laying down that very thing that we're bound by, laying it at Jesus' feet and being free completely. You cannot stand firm in Christ if you're still held down. There are many things that tend to hold on to us and weigh us down in life, but we have every opportunity today to walk in that freedom that we've been given, amen? So we can lay it down. Secondly, if you're taking notes, we can walk by the Spirit. We can walk by the Spirit. This is how we continue to walk in freedom, is by walking by the Spirit. This is one of the main ways that we remain free. Galatians chapter five, verse 16, so I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So if our focus is to please the former, the latter will not be gratified. If our focus is the Holy Spirit that resides on the inside of us, then that will naturally take first place in our life, which is always the goal. We take the opportunities to walk by the Spirit and experience freedom. You know, recently I went to the life course that Pastor Bob has been teaching, and it's um, the great advantage. So it's an introduction of the Holy Spirit. Has anyone been able to come to the life course? It's been amazing so far. And um, I love that he is, he's such an amazing teacher, but he's also preaching in between his teaching. And he reminded me in that moment of how each person has three parts. So there's body, there's soul, and there's spirit. Body is what makes up us. It's our bones, our organs. Um, it's how we experience the five senses, right? Soul is our mind, our will, our emotions. And spirit is the one that actually connects and communicates to the spirit of God. So we're, we're connected by three. Yes, amen. Um, one thing I was reminded of is that that night when I'm listening to Pastor Bob teach and preach, he said, whatever you feed will lead. So whatever you feed will lead. And what, what's beautiful about this is if we actually commit to feeding the spirit, that influences the other two. And your whole, your, like, your whole body is affected by that. You, you're, it influences the soul, which is your mind, your will, and emotions. And your mind, will, and emotions are different, right? They're more righteous. They're more focused on the spirit. And then your body is affected by it too. The, the, the hunger of the flesh is, diminishes greatly, right? It's all about what we feed, and that will lead our lives. So this is how we walk by the Spirit, but a few more ways that we do that. How do, how do we walk specifically by the Spirit? A few ways for us, ask for his help. Ask for his help. John 14, verse 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. How, how amazing is that? Don't know what to say? It's all right. You have the Holy Spirit with you. And he will guide you. He will help you. That's, that's one of his names, one of his many names. He's our great advantage. He's our helper. He's our comforter. He's our, our guide. He's so many things for us, and we can actually lean on him in these moments when we don't know what to say. And I was talking to our pastoral care team recently, and, you know, we... 
it, it just depends on the week. It's always a different type of meeting. I could be meeting with a couple and doing premarital counseling, or I could be meeting with a family that is struggling with grief, and they just lost a, a loved one, and we're going through funeral arrangements, or it's an individual that just needs biblical counseling. And there are times, believe it or not, that I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say at times. And those are the exact moments where I go, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to this person? What, how do you want to speak? What do you want me to say in order to, to give glory to your name, but also for them to see you, not me? How, how can I speak to them that would encourage them, that would actually put courage in? And it's amazing because the Holy Spirit always speaks when we do that. When we call on him, we ask for his help. He provides it, amen? We have been released and and we have the opportunity to do that today. So ask for his help. The other thing is operate in the gifts he has given us. Operate in the gifts he has given us. So 1 Corinthians 12, verses 7 through 11 gives a list of some of the gifts, wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, speaking in tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Romans 12 talks of some more gifts, perceiving, serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, ruling, and mercy. So I think it'd be easy to ask the question next is like, where do we start with that? But I would just encourage you to start with whatever you naturally lean towards. Some of you guys are amazing at encouraging. So ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes more in that area of your life and how can I encourage more people today? Give me the opportunities, Holy Spirit, and he will. Maybe for someone else in the room, it's actually giving. Maybe that's your gift. And then he's gonna give you some opportunities to be able to give, whether it's someone on the side of the road that needs food or maybe a family that's in church life that's struggling financially, then you can actually bring a blessing to that family by the way that you give. It's the gift that Holy Spirit's given you. If you ask him to give you opportunities, he will speak and give you those opportunities. Um, so he's given us gifts, and that's one way that we can walk by the Spirit. The other way is to let his fruit lead your life. How many of you know that there are fruits as well as gifts? Galatians 5, verses 22 through 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. No, recently... We did Friends and Family Month, and um, Mackenzie did an amazing job kicking that off and preaching. And I remember her talking about some of this in her message, and she, she said, I'm just so thankful that patience is not a personality trait. And I was like, wait a second, where is she going with this? I mean, I feel like I know some people that are patient, and I feel like that's a part of them. What do you mean? She's like, it's not a personality trait. It's actually a fruit of the Spirit. So that gives hope for all of us, all the in, uh, people that are impatient. I said it. There's hope. And there's hope for me because <laughs> I'm impatient sometimes. You know, the many times that my daughter throws her plate of food on the ground after I prepared it, that's an opportunity for me to be patient. And it's um, really what God does, the Holy Spirit, he illuminates those opportunities. It's like, okay, actually, this is, this is a chance for me to grow in that area. Maybe this is a chance for me to grow in joy, maybe peace, maybe kindness, maybe faithfulness. I love that whenever Pastor Matt preaches, 
He's always instilling faith in other people. He's always building faith in the room. He has the gift of faith. That's one of the gifts that he has, and I love that. No matter if it's a midweek service or on a Sunday, he's preaching in a way that you can't help but your faith to rise up within because faith comes from hearing and hearing of the word of God. And that's why we always center every message around the word. But what is the gift that he's given you? Maybe if you don't know, ask the Holy Spirit. What fruit is he calling you to grow in? Ask him. He wants to help, amen? So he gives us gifts. He gives us fruit. We can ask for his help. Thirdly, this morning, if you're taking notes, we need to remember as we walk in freedom to serve in love. We have been released to actually serve in love. And we have an amazing model. We have God who sent his one and only son so that we could have life. He served in that way. He showed his love in that way. But I wanted to read Galatians chapter five, starting in verse 13. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another, here it is, humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. So Paul is making the point that we should never abuse the freedom we have been given through Christ. He's saying don't use it as an excuse to let our sinful nature lead, but rather serve others in servitude. Love is the the goal, right? It's how we go about serving others. It's about how we go about serving God, but others as well. And it's beautiful that we're actually fulfilling the law when we do that, God's law. Romans 13, starting verse eight, says, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another, for whoever loves others has fulfilled the law, God's law, the commandments. You shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And whatever other commandment command there may be are summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. How about that for a verse? It's our mission as believers. It's our duty. It's our obligation as believers to to share this love and to serve from a, a compassionate standpoint. We are called to do this. And for us to even begin to scratch the surface of showing our gratitude and thanks to God would be to serve other people in love because that's what Jesus did for us. If we take a minute to be reminded of all that Jesus did when he walked on this earth, he was so focused on the Father and others. The Father and people. The Father and people. And we have the opportunity to do that as well where we step out and ask the Holy Spirit, walk by the Spirit and walk in that freedom. How can I help someone today? How can I love on someone today? Would you illuminate an opportunity for me today to actually love on someone and serve them? We have that chance, church. We can walk by the Spirit. We can lay down the weight and we can serve in love. Romans 5 verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It all goes back to the cross. 
the greatest act of servanthood. God sending his one and only son so that we could be free. I don't want us to ever grow familiar of what has been given to us. While we were still sinners, Christ died. And that, that is one way that we can live our lives where we live in surrender and leaning on the Holy Spirit, leaning on what God has done for us and experiencing the freedom that he freely gives to us. It's the art of letting go. You received that word this morning? Amazing. Why don't we just stand as a church family? I'd love to just pray for some people in the room. When it comes around this topic of freedom, where do you find yourself? Because I would love to pray for some people maybe that are in the room that believe in Jesus, love Jesus, or maybe you're just here and you feel bound and you wanna be free, truly free. I'd love to just pray for you right now in this moment. And with every head bowed, eyes closed, no one looking around, if, if that's you, if you need to be free from something today, if you need some chains to be broken in your own life, would you just lay, raise your hand up just so I know who I'm praying for today? Yep, okay. Yeah, let's pray. Jesus, you see these hands. I pray right now that whether they're in here in the building right now or if they're attending online, they raise their hand. God, I pray that you would um, break chains right now as we pray and talk to you, Lord. Thank you that you actually bring in the breakthrough. You actually bring in the miracles and you set whatever that needs to take place happen, whether it's healing, whether it's a break of shame or a breaking of guilt, a breaking of sin, addiction, whatever it is, God, I pray that you would come in and do what only you can do because you're strong enough, God. We can pray big prayers because we serve a big God. Thank you that you are our healer, you're our provider. Thank you that you comfort us, you heal us. By your stripes, we are he healed. We're claiming that in a whole new way today. God, I pray that you bring freedom in the room. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.